0: Are you serious about becoming a blackjack advantage player? If that's your plan, then listen to the real pros first. They will tell you to test out and own your skills before risking your starting bankroll. Check out the Advantage Player Refinement Program, offered exclusively by Archimedes21.com. The A21APRP will tell you if you're ready. Until then, look into becoming an investor in Archimedes 21 and start earning right away.
1: One of these losers in Las Vegas who keeps thinking he's going to come up with a way to win at blackjack.
2: Are you ready for some TNA?
3: Welcome to TNA, the Tens and Aces podcast. A podcast with true-to-life stories and experiences from advantaged players in the game of blackjack. From pros crushing it and making a living counting cards, to newer players who are just making their way through all the ups and downs of what can be, at times, both an equally frustrating and beautiful game of AP Blackjack. Is this the kind of thing you want to hear? Well, listen up, because we're about to give you some TNA. Here's your host, Mike AP. And welcome to the show today. As the man just said, I'm your host of this transmission of our experiment in imaginary radio that we like to call TNA, the Tens and Aces podcast. So if this is the kind of thing you want to hear, well listen up, because we're about to give you some TNA. Well, hey, listeners! So, a little bit different format here today. I just have like a live conversation with. Uh, I put the call out for some APs to join in on the conversation, and we're just going to have a chat, just a little AP shop talk. There's supposed to be a few more people showing up, but right now I have Nichols here and Jawbreaker. What's up, fellas?
0: Hey, how's it going? How's it going? It's going. Howdy.
3: So, how is your guys' as AP uh, journey been going right right now lately? In the last, I don't know, six months?
4: Well, I'm not playing nearly as much as I have been in the past. So there's not a ton to talk about. Um, I've been playing maybe one week out of every month. I think some of that's just burnout, you know? I mean, you play some time for a few years, you kind of start getting sick of it.
3: Yeah, and if you have enough money in the bank to not work for a while, why not, right?
4: Right, and you know, and other income streams and all that stuff.
3: Yeah, for sure. Well, you uh, still have plenty of knowledge bit. there, Nichols.
4: Uh, uh, I'll, I'll try to contribute where I can.
0: Right. Uh, for me, it's actually been a little bit different. I actually just started to be able to get a little bit more table time in. My schedule freed up a little bit. And then um, I actually just went to Vegas, like, last week, last two weeks. So, you know, I definitely got some good table time in there. How'd that go? Um, up, and down, up and down, you know. But I definitely had some pretty cool experiences. Um, there was another AP there. And, uh, you know, I kind of convinced him to come to the casino I was at. And I kind of got him like, kind of check my play to make sure I was still doing well. And he got a little bit in, but then he got backed off. And then, of course, they were kind of, like, eyeballing me as an associate. So then, like, the next couple of times I was there, they were, like, watching my money. And I was you know what, this is a good spot. Let me not, you know, completely burn it. I had to like hide my chips and like pass chips off to like the people I was with. Like, hey, go catch these in, so they don't see how much I have. So you know, the the cat and mouse was definitely fun. But uh, like you said, Daddy EV, I mean, hey, as long as it's generating, that's what matters, right?
3: Yeah, for sure.
4: Right. Um, if you don't mind me asking, um, was that a station's place? Um, I'm not sure. This oh, was you can... one where I had
0: just went up to uh fremont one of those old ones i was like you know let's try one of those
4: you
3: could say the name and i'll
4: bleep it out
0: um i went oh really oh yeah
4: (laughs) yeah that's uh they've got a little bit of a reputation I, i don't think they're i don't think they're the sweatiest sweatshop in town anymore but they've definitely got a reputation
0: See, I haven't had like any problems there. Like they haven't really seen me as like an AP, so I've I've been able to like generate it. So I'm like, you know, I could I could still hit it and not really have that many problems.
3: Why do you think they haven't seen you as an AP?
0: Um, mostly just because I'm young, and because I'm young, I don't really play as aggressively. So they just like, oh, this is just some random kid who's out here. But in reality, I'm sitting there going up and down, and then I occasionally. Like one day I just could not get a positive count to save my life, so I was just sitting there betting the minimum. So they're not even looking at that.
3: Hmm. Yeah, that that'll do it. <laughs> that that'll help for sure. If, if you're, you're not right.
4: moving your bet, that sure helps.
3: Yeah, doesn't help with your with your AV though.
0: So yeah, there was like I remember there was one or two games where it was just like sitting at like it was a double deck so like running counts like negative one positive one so never enough to really move my bet so I'm just sitting there going up and down and then I had like two or three games in a row to where it like spike to like running 15. I was like, are you serious? I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like betting those bigger bets and that's when they started like eyeballing me and they would like come over and like look at my money and then, you know, of course the phone rings, the dreaded phone ring and then you're like, oh gosh, do they know that I was just here with so-and-so and now they're looking at me too. But yeah.
3: So you're, you said your friend uh, kind of checked your game out, but yeah, did, uh, did they tell you, give you pointers or they say your game's on point or what's the story um, with that?
0: So this is actually kind of funny. So when he first came in, it's like the first time I actually like met him and um he came and he like walked up behind me. So like he he knew who I was, so I like kind of gave him descriptions of what I was wearing. So he's just standing behind the table. And then as we're sitting there, uh they have a dealer change, like really, really fast. So it was like a running two. So I go, Oh, that's too soon. He instantly catches on what I'm saying. He busts out laughing and then he texts me. He goes, yeah, that was too soon. So now we're on the same page. So then we sat there for like, maybe an hour and we're just going through and we're sitting at a table and we're like, Hmm, what do you think this down card is? You think it's a four or five or, you know, uh, how many hands have you lost in a row? So we're just sitting there just exchanging the count the whole time. No one else is catching on, but me and him were just dying laughing because it's just like the most blatant conversation. To us. And then afterwards he's like, Oh yeah, that's pretty good. And then he kind of told me like, Hey, you know, this is a real good game. You're doing pretty decent, but uh, also look in the slots because, you know, he got backed off. So once he got backed off, he went straight to slots. He goes, hey, have you tried slots? And he kind of gave me pointers on that as well.
3: Right. Keep it at that with that.
4: <laughs> Tell- yeah. I mean, Yeah. It's, it, it probably wasn't wise of him to show you any of that because that's a – I mean, it, it's a little bit more well-known now, so it's not that big a deal. But he is sort of breeding his own competition in that regard. Well, yeah.
0: He already showed me some of them before, so, like, I already knew some of them. But it was just, like, one or two games that, like, he just hadn't shown me yet. So, like, we would just explain and, like, show each other different stuff. But I always make sure that if he's ever there, like, I would never play against him. Like, he wants it, he has it.
3: Right. Yeah. That's that's a really touchy subject. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, that's – so how many hours did you get in El Cortez total? on that trip um,
0: at el cortez i probably got i probably was at about 50 i was there for about a week so you know i just go there hit it for a while leave come back hit it again
3: you said 50 or 15 50 five, zero. wow that's crazy
0: yeah I was <laughs> I like this is probably the best place with the rules so you know i might as well just keep hitting it
3: i don't think i would last there 10 minutes or maybe 15. Uh, i mean i
4: don't know i i've had some longer sessions there before um uh, it, it really depends on who's working and I, I still think that place is pretty clueless. They're just they just sweat the money. So if you're not like if you're not running hot, they probably won't care. But if you're running like God, you might not even need to be spreading and they would still back you off. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, right. I honestly think it is about the money because at one point, um like I would catch the pit balls, like he would just like randomly walk up to my table and like look at my money. So, like, I would, like, just disperse my chips and, like, spread them out. So, he, you know, it's not a nice deck, so he can't really tell what it is. And then, uh I don't know if you know this, but, I'm like, on the ceiling above the tables, they have, like, a little mirror. So, like, when I would catch him looking at me, like, I would look at him. He would just, like, look up at the mirror, and I'm, like, seeing him still look at me. So, like, I would have somebody, like, my brother, he was there with me. So, like, I would, like, pass, like, $200 to my brother, have him go cash that in. So, it looks like I only have, like, maybe $50 on the table. Meanwhile, I just cashed in 200 have about another 200 in my pocket so.
3: But they keep track of all of that, you know, right? See, uh, they
0: would do, and they would ask me like, oh, well, we have to uh, cash you out or whatever, or, you know, we got to color you up, and I just would not let them do it, and they did not like that.
3: But they know how much is in their rack when you got there and you know, all that kind of thing, and you got to watch that because...
4: Well, unless there was another player there that right. the checks could be assigned to. But, I mean, it, it, but it sounds like he's playing um, like, at sort of the red chip level. So I mean, there there's a decent chance they're not keeping great accounting of their reds, right?
3: Oh, there's a great chance of that. It's very likely. That's a good point. Uh, I was I was thinking green and black. Sorry, my brain. I was,
0: I was definitely uh, hitting the reds just because um, when I did finally start pushing up to the green ones, it's just that's bankroll preservation. That's all it came down to.
3: All right, right on. So where else did you play on that trip?
0: Um. Man, did- I had a little bit of the Golden Nugget, and then um, I stayed at the Excalibur, so they didn't really have the best of rules, but I did want to – like, I had, like, those spy glasses that I wanted to record. So, like, I would sit there, play, like, two or three hands, not enough to actually play any money or lose anything because, you know, CSMs and all that other six to five, but it was just enough to, like, test the glasses and whatnot. Spy yeah, glasses. There's not, man. Lot
4: of, there's not a lot of uh, low-limit games on the strip that are worth anything to a card counter.
3: Yeah. So the,
4: even as much of a dump as Excalibur is, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was awful. Uh, who, who knows? I might have been there the same day as you, but
0: Excalibur. Let's see. Did you see somebody get kicked away from the craps tables because they kicked us away because we smacked them for about two grand a piece up there?
4: No, no, I mean there there was someone getting escorted out. I think she was probably just a prostitute, though.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was. She was AP in another another. Uh... Another game.
0: <laughs> it's crazy because you say that, that was on, like, the first floor. That was, like, right by my room. Because, mm. like, they didn't even want to let us down that hallway. And we were like, uh, no, we definitely – that's our room. We have to go there. So, then they kind of like, okay, I guess you guys can go.
4: Yeah, and what was the issue with the craps
0: table? Um, We just kept smacking them. We kept winning. Like, me – like, I was on a hot streak rolling. My brother was on a hot streak rolling. So, when we're rolling and everybody's betting with us, and in total, we're probably – like they'll say there's five people on the table after one roll, we'll say maybe like $5,000 went out. Like everybody was betting big they said that we were hot. So then of course they don't want us to roll, but all the other players are like, Oh, I'll just pass my roll and let these people who are hot, like why would you, why would you risk rolling when somebody's on a hot streak?
3: Yeah. It's a gambler's think. Yeah. So. Yeah, so right.
4: it, it, and that's just another example of a place sweating the money and not really yeah. um, knowing what they're looking for. Just, oh, my God, someone's winning. Uh, we can't let them play anymore, you know? Yeah, that's, that's crazy.
0: really what it was. And it, it, it was quite annoying because we're like, here we are. Like, you know, we would probably put like a dollar, you know, hey, piggyback with us. You know, we win, you win some. And then their bets were getting pressed up to like maybe $45 a bet. So they were winning money too. But it was just the fact that we would hit the bonus bet so often that they they did not like that.
3: That's crazy because – as we all know, that's a negative EV game. And uh, I don't think you were doing anything AP-wise on that game. So they just oh, – I don't understand why they would sweat the money so much. That—that
0: yeah.
4: that is, uh, I don't know. Just because that's how they think, especially – and you have to imagine, like, the the higher-end MGM employees are probably not working at the Excalibur. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's definitely not my game
0: of choice. I'm more of a blackjack player but I was there for my brother he just oh, yeah. got some game so you know I was like you know what I could play with you for a little bit but
3: it's fun craps is fun but it's straight gambling it Unless, is there are some people who claim to dice control and that kind of thing and a few other things and sometimes some promotions and stuff like that but in general it's 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 gambling but if you're there to have fun with your brother you know whatever yeah i mean and
4: and if you're if you're going to gamble for entertainment craps is not a terrible one to yeah, play because it's pretty slow moving, especially if you can play for lower limits. Like your minus EV on it, you can keep it pretty low as long as you know you're not betting like hard ways eight all every roll and stuff like that. You know.
3: Yeah, for sure. Plus the house edge is pretty small if if you. Yeah, yeah. If you're if playing you, if you, like if
4: you, pass line and don't pass. Yeah. Yep. So nothing major. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's such a slow moving game that. And if you're just there to have fun, that's the way to go. That's that's probably what I would recommend to recommend most, like recreational gamblers do, if they're like looking for a way to lose less money on their trip. Go to the craps table, um, full table. Take your time when you're rolling. Just bet the pass line or the don't, whichever. Yeah. your bets. Yeah. 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 T- just t- take odds bets. You know, either take or lay odds. Because that's a zero EV bet. Mm-hmm. Have, have yourself a good time. Maybe see if you can work a comp out of it.
3: You mean zero house
4: edge bet? You mean you said zero? Yeah, EV. yeah, yeah. The the odds bet. Yeah, zero EV. There's no house edge on the odds bet.
3: Right. It's not positive,
4: but it's break even. So if you're just there to have fun, why not? Maybe get a free beer. Yeah, something like that. I mean, if you're if you're if you're just there for recreation.
3: Yeah, at a dice table when it's hot. There's, I don't think there's a funner place to be in the casino. The energy and everybody. I, I
4: mean, it sounds like people are having fun. I mean, I I can't I can't tell you the number of times I've heard screams coming from the crap, t- crap table, and it's like, <laughs> oh, someone just won their five dollar um, pass line bet. Woohoo! But they're but everybody's having a good time, and it's like, oh, well, m- maybe that's maybe that's a more um, socially productive thing than what i'm doing maybe that's more healthy for your relationships with other people than counting cards and wasting away um in isolation you know
3: yeah but again it's negative ev so right you know right
4: <laughs> right no it's just those times that you start questioning like what am i doing with my life
3: right exactly you know? but you know if you're there like jawbreaker was with his brother hanging out and that's his brother's thing. Right. And you have a set amount of money that you're just going to, you know, you could just for entertainment purposes and it's not your normal, you know, whatever, have fun, enjoy.
4: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just saying like you're sitting there at a blackjack table and you're not tipping because you're counting cards and you're trying to preserve as much of your EV per hour as possible and maximize everything. And the dealer hates you that your table mates hate you. And then you look over at the craps table and everyone's having fun. It's like, man, what am I doing?
3: <laughs> yeah, and, and but he still got backed off <laughs> right
4: yeah that's the that's the thing. I mean you, you will some sometimes just get backed off for winning, no matter what you're doing uh, it, It's kind of a weird thing that the people who run an industry based on math and probabilities don't understand math and probabilities. Yeah,
3: right. Yeah, I don't think it's weird. I think it it kind of makes a lot of sense the more you get to know a lot of these people. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm using a very wide brush here, but right, you guys know what I mean. Yeah. So, how many f- fish did you catch today, Jawbreaker?
0: Uh, about a couple, I think it's like five right now.
3: What, what are they?
0: Uh, just a couple, just a couple bluegill. Nothing too major. Right on small ones.
3: you going know, to fry them up tonight?
0: As well, go ahead and you know, get a little dinner or
3: something. Right on. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Pull it out of the lake or river or whatever you're doing there. So I don't know if the other people are joining or not. Um, uh, like I said, this is just like a, a test trial, see if this thing works. If not, if, uh, either way, we're just talking talk chop.
4: Yeah, and I mean, uh, and you can Cut this part out if you'd like to, um, just because like I don't want to call anybody out, but like earlier today I had um you know s- someone basically wanted to like have like a thirty minute like phone consultation with me basically, mm-hmm. and they know should so I mean I don't know I wouldn't be shocked if the other two just uh, forgot or got occupied with something else. Well,
3: one of the one guys of the guy... is pretty <laughs> dependable, so I'm not sure oh someone's showing up hello hello can you hear me yeah what's up who's this
2: this is uh justin or i guess you could say it's lids
3: ap hey lids what's up i got Nichols and jawbreaker here along with me sorry go ahead guys i keep talking over you my bad
0: (laughs) i was just saying welcome
3: so how's your uh Hey, Liz, how's your your journey been going lately, your AP journey?
0: Good.
2: I actually just started uh, about two months ago. So I'm in, I'm just over 50 hours of play logged. So I'm still relatively new. That's part of the reason why I jumped on is I'm like, as I've learned this skill, I've noticed that it can be kind of a lonely world.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Nichols was just touching on that sort of a few minutes ago. We were, uh, Jawbreaker was talking about playing craps with his brother and how much fun it was and whatever. And, you know, negative EV, but fun. And Nichols was saying it's maybe they're doing something right, having, enjoying life versus sitting at a blackjack <laughs> table, you know? Yeah. just
4: Yeah. Where the, the dealer hates you, the floor <laughs> people hate you, your table mates hate you. And then yeah. you, and then you you know, you either either finish your session on your own terms or you get backed off and then you go back to the hotel room and you go back to the hotel room by yourself and you're like, oh, well, um, should I drive home today or should I go another two hours away from home because maybe I'll be allowed to play for a couple hours.
3: Right, and you can't like talk and commiserate with your friends or your loved ones because most of them probably don't know. They won't understand. No,
2: it's almost like I don't even want to open that can of worms anymore. I used to kind of mention it but now i'm just like okay unless you have a significant number like a a significant amount of time to listen (laughs) you're not going to get it it's just going to seem like degenerate gambling to you you know yeah
3: exactly i mean you
4: won how much and you didn't leave
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you didn't quit while you were ahead
4: yeah yeah well i mean you, you can find like a few people that are well for one like that's a good example of why networking's so important like not just in terms of like information on um, other games in regions you might not frequent, but like just having people to talk to about this stuff. But even then though, I mean, you can find some people like in your day-to-day life that you can talk to about this stuff, but even if they understand that it's not the same as being a degenerate and that you know what you're doing, they're still not really going to understand all the ins and outs of what you're talking about. Like, Um, how difficult it is to get hours in or um, how difficult it is to find a place sometimes if you're doing other stuff Um, Hmm. or, and also just how isolating it is, you know, because most people, when they think of a casino, they think of a social environment Mm
0: -hmm. where they're
4: going with, where most of them are like going with friends or family, not all, but most, or um, they're going to the tables and like meeting the people there and getting to know them and, we're not really doing that a whole lot. Like, there's mm-hmm. something to be said for being a little bit social at the table, but you're not gonna, you're not gonna take down the random dude at your table's number and like actually <laughs> communicate with him in the future. Correct. Yeah. So, a couple of questions for you guys,
2: because, uh, so actually, Mike, I listened to your episode last week on uh, BJA, and oh, that yeah. was great. Thanks. And I actually commented on your tens and aces uh, Facebook, that was me where I was like, yeah, this guy walked up to the table. It was the first time where I noticed another counter and I knew he was counting after like five minutes. Cause we were, you know, like synchronized betting. And then he doubled on uh, a 10 against a 10. It was above a true four. And I was like, yep, <laughs> this guy's definitely an AP. And so I just gave him right. a quick nod and then walked away. And then he couldn't, he left before I could get his information to network. But my uncle showed up too to evaluate my game.
3: Yeah. That's always a, uh, uh, tough that I, I still struggle with networking live in a casino like that because it's you know the bathroom is the place you go but how do you hey i'm gonna go to the bathroom come with me <laughs> i mean you know
4: yeah yeah how do you it's, handle that nickels i don't know it's kind of a weird situation especially when you're talking about um table games play and so card counting being a good example of that because it's Something that has a lot of heat on it for as small an edge as it as it is. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it's a difficult thing because like you don't know if that person's gonna like catch the hint because you s- need to be somewhat subtle about it. Um, and you do obviously you don't want to have that conversation at the table. Um, like I I would really prefer it if people wouldn't do the whole "Hey, do you know Colin?" Yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> people did not do that. But, Correct. So, but some people have done that, and you know, and I end up talking to them later. Um, like that, there was, there's been a time in the past where like, um, that there was, and let me be clear about this. It's a little bit of an unusual situation because there was only one blackjack table available for the next like hundred miles. So, um, like normally I. I would just let the person play Mm -hmm. and not worry about it. But in this instance, it was like, okay, I am not going to like make a habit of crashing his game, but I'm going to, but I'm going to go in for like one, um, max bet cycle just to signal to him that like, Hey, I'm here too. And I would also like to play and then leave. And then sure enough later, once he realized I was a player too, and not just someone who was like standing around the table, watching him all the time, yeah um then we were able to like connect outside of the casino and sort of arrange like all right well if you're playing this shift um <laughs> do you mind if I take this shift and you can like go sleep instead of being here 24 7 yeah right <laughs> yeah. and yeah and, you know, so like there there's things like that that <laughs> work but that's that's such a specific situation and I wouldn't <laughs> encourage uh, like I wouldn't encourage people to just go out and, crash other people's games for the sake of networking. Like that's typically Correct. not something you should do.
2: Yeah.
4: Um, but that's one thing I can, that's one thing I've done in the past. Um, and then the other thing is just, you know, give them a nod. And if you run, if you run into them later, you run into them later. And if not, you don't and leave it at that. Yeah, um, Most of my networking has been done on um, like blackjack apprenticeship or discord. Yep.
2: Yeah. And I actually just got the full membership about a month ago. And uh, that's been extremely helpful with the test outs. I wanted to make sure I was playing perfectly. uh, But I kind of knew I was like, I could catch mistakes that I was making. And then I'd be like, okay, that's that's why you made the error. And so it's been extremely helpful to have that hopefully I can network more and then one other thing I want to run by you guys that are more on the, the veteran side of things is, so I live in Salt Lake City, Utah. And oh. yeah, so I'm pretty isolated away from casinos. I have Wendover that's about 90 minutes away that I've been going to almost on a weekend basis. And then I have Mesquite that I played out last weekend, but I'm thinking of relocating uh, to a, a place that's, got more casinos around it preferably like southern
3: utah or even las vegas but what what are your thoughts on that yeah real quick before he, anybody goes into i think michael joined us what's up man? hey
1: hey guys how you
3: doing got nickels jawbreaker and jay lid is that where we're going by jay lid. yeah you, you can call me lids l-i-d-z lid okay I'm, right, the, anyway. I,
1: I'm the only guy not cool enough to have a pseudonym
3: <laughs> <laughs> you yeah you and colin jones are the only two that's been on the podcast with your real name i believe so hey i,
1: I am so sorry to join late i just got the email i was like oh man i've, got, I've been looking forward
3: to it no it's all and... good man yeah yeah it's all good no i mean okay. to cut you off
1: no, no 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 i, ho- I hope i hope you're doing well buddy I've, I've i've missed talking to you and hearing from you but i enjoyed seeing all of your uh all of your travels it was really exciting so i'm glad you're well
3: yeah, awesome. Uh, anyway, back to to lids' question. Anybody else have any? Anybody have any thoughts on that?
4: Yeah. Um, so first off, lids, if you are in the Salt Lake area, you should um, send me a private message on BJA. I don't live in Salt Lake or even really in Utah, but I'm. But that's the nearest airport to me, so okay. um, I'm familiar with the games that are available to you. Um, but also like, are you like, you're still working like a regular nine to five job, right? Correct. But I work, uh,
2: so I work in sales. It's a commission only job. Um, I'm an insurance agent. And so the nice part about my job is I make my own schedule. Um, the agency that I work for, uh, I'm licensed in every state that touches Utah. So I could technically relocate and just pop open my laptop and work whenever. So it's one of those things where I have freedom to, to do it, you know?
4: Okay. Um, so, so relocating for you, you, you would be relocating for the purpose of having more games local mm-hmm. to you. Is that correct? Correct. That's the primary reason. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there, there's good and bad about that. Um, one of the things I've enjoyed about living further away from casino markets is that I can separate that part of my life from the rest mm. of my life a lot more easily. Uh-huh. So for me, I and this, and this is a little bit different because I've been playing full-time for a while, um, but it's nice for me to be able to go have a work trip and have that be work and then come home and just live the rest of my life without all of the extra stress or the temptation to, um, overwork (laughs) myself and become a workaholic. So
3: agree completely.
4: uh, That's a good benefit of that. But then the benefit of being closer to games as well, you don't have to travel as much. And that's kind of a nice thing too. Um, because if there's one thing that I've grown to dislike about this, it's the travel.
2: Yeah. Ironically, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get into it. Is I'm like, yeah, it would be t- it would be fun to travel around, but obviously, when I get to the point to where I've done it more, it becomes more of a chore. Um, yeah, so, the the novelty wears
4: off after a little while. Yeah, yeah uh,
3: plus it's hard to maintain. Uh, sorry, I don't mean to just step on your toes, Dickles. It's hard to maintain relationships. And,
4: <clears> yeah, uh, for sure. There's that, and I mean, like there. Like when I first started out, I was super excited about oh I'm gonna make a trip to South Dakota, I'm gonna make a trip to Washington, I'm gonna make a trip to California, I'm gonna go see New Mexico and Oklahoma and Missouri. Yep. And man, most of those places, not all of them, most of those places I never want to go back to for any reason. (laughs) (laughs) Like it would like it would take a it would take a lot of money to convince me to travel all the way to New Mexico ever again, for example.
3: Yeah. Even a just for touristy reasons? not.
4: Yeah, I, I don't want to... Well, I mean, maybe there's, like... Maybe I'm not giving the whole state of New Mexico a fair shake, but <laughs> I, I do not ever want to return to Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah.
3: All I know about Al- Albuquerque is from Breaking Bad, so... Yeah. Don't, I was going to say, don't I, say. I, the, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, my luxury, fellas, I'm probably older than all of you guys, but... Uh... I had a really good experience being in the Ohio Valley, which goes from like Illinois to Pennsylvania, because there are there are, there are properties all along the Ohio River uh, that you can go to within a half hour to an hour to a couple hours uh, if you want to make those trips. And I was actually doing a rotation that I was playing at one one property every monday on tuesday i was playing on another property on wednesday i was playing on another property so on so forth and it, and it really uh, uh was a was a good kind of uh feel of the different properties and out of like eight properties i've only got uh, thrown out of one
3: <laughs> <laughs> right on have you had your first back off yet lids
2: yeah i actually had it two weeks ago at uh red garter um and i I was playing out there pretty regularly and uh this was about three weeks ago i played there i want to say probably about a four or five hour session and then i left and then i came out the next weekend that was the first place i stopped within 10 minutes i got a great count i spread Hit boss walked over, grabbed the cars, and he's like, well, no wonder you got some favorable hands. The shoe's heavy as hell. And I kind of, like, just looked at him and laughed and then kept playing my game. And then he pulled me aside, and he's like, hey, I'm going to have to either flat bet you or you just can't play blackjack here at all because, yeah, we, we're not going to have that, man. So, yes, I got the first back off.
3: Yeah, the first one's always, uh, it's like double, like one you're losing a game, that sucks. It always sucks to get told no but it's also kind of uh, like a confirmation that you're doing something right. You know, although I've seen people get backed off that weren't, they were just getting lucky. Correct.
4: Well, I mean, at least it was just the red
2: garter. Everywhere yeah. else I've had absolutely no problem playing. I actually walked across the street to rainbow and had a, probably an eight hour session between there and pepper mill. And, uh, did well, and I ha- I've i had very, very little heat, if any, at any of those properties because my spread's small. So I don't know how many red flags it's putting, you know.
3: You may want not want to say property names as freely, just okay. you know, you know what I'm saying. Yep. But I mean, it's your it's your choice, of course. But okay, I can beef them out if you want. But I, I think people familiar with the market will know where you're talking about anyway. But, yeah. yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. No, I I know exactly (laughs) where i I know exactly the layout of that town very very well
3: yeah i'm sure you
4: do (laughs) and you know thankfully the place you lost is you know the biggest dump of them all so (laughs) i I don't know if you've ever stayed in the hotel there but you know it wouldn't be out of the ordinary to find a scorpion in your bed
3: (laughs) yeah that's a fair assumption (laughs) definitely fun is that a is that a slang name for a hooker
4: no, no, no! I mean a literal scorpion. <laughs> a literal scorpion. <laughs> yeah, the, the first the first time I stayed there, I uh, go up to my hotel room, and a scorpion runs out from under the door. I'm like, "What am I doing here? Nice. Why am I spending my life this way?" <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, you might know you're an APF, one of those things, if a scorpion runs under your door. <laughs>
4: yeah, I mean the room was free, so, <laughs> but.
3: <laughs> free yeah oh, i wonder why
4: <laughs> yeah and, you know that's a crap shoot if you're going to get hot water at that place too wow. yeah I'm,
2: <laughs> yeah i'm not too sad about it but uh i've been alternating I'm, I'm going down again to a different place so i was hitting it hard for a little bit but we'll see if i can get some some diversification in
4: yeah that, that um the other town you mentioned you said
2: you were there last weekend correct i had a buddy who um went out to go golfing and i was like hey i'll go down and golf with you and, gotcha uh,
4: yeah we, we might have crossed paths without realizing it for a moment really <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah i was uh, uh i think right. i got in close to eight hours and uh it was it was a good weekend all around so i'm uh, yeah. i got invited down there again pretty soon it's and, not, like it's out not a there. bad town
4: they've Mm-hmm. They've got decent games. I don't know how they would respond to, like, really high-stakes play, but so uh, the games are solid enough, though.
2: Yeah. My uncle who got me into this whole thing, he's been an AP for a decade, and so he lives down uh, – yeah, he lives close to there. And um, he, he was trespassed from two of the properties about six years ago and so but he was playing higher stakes at that point and then he came out he's like this is the first time i've been in here in six years and he came to play with me and then he was just red shipping with me but uh he's he's spent a lot of time in that town he told me that it's, it's it's pretty good down there if you find the right circumstances yeah
1: i got a, i got a question for you guys that i've been i've actually had a pretty good week i've had a sun run this week uh about Fifteen hours and up, uh, up about 135 units. Uh, Not bad. Yeah, it, it's been pretty good. The only the only time where I yeah. got I, the only time I got some heat was uh, when the uh, dealer actually mispa- mispaid me. Uh, I had an alternate color chip under underneath, and they paid me uh, three units when they should have paid me seven units. And I'm like, wait a minute, and I pulled it out. <laughs> and I'm like, look here, and they're like, well, why are you doing that? That's like, because you mispaid me. You, you shorted me four units here. Uh, and uh, then they started watching, then everybody come over and started looking, and it's like, well, I don't need this now. Right. So I left, but one of the things that I had, I actually had a, I had a good day today, but on the way, I, I it's the first time I've been playing for years, about four years ago. and today was the first day that I was really I felt apprehensive or nervous about losing what I'm I was up. And it's the first time it's ever happened to me. Never had that feeling before. I'm very analytical about it, very mm-hmm. dispassionate. I like having a lot of fun. Uh you know, because Mikey and I have had these conversations mm-hmm. like that. that right. That it it's like, you know, I, I'm very social when I play. But today is the first time that it's ever hit me that on the way it was like, wow, you know, do I want to take this risk today? What's going on today? I mean, I had a good day. But before I got there, I was, while I was driving there, I was just, and and that's never happened to me before. So I wondered if that's ever happened to you guys.
4: Uh, um, goodbye, uh,
3: goodbye, drawbreaker. He took
4: he, yeah. uh. anyway um so specifically you're asking if um if we've had the experience of like being being ahead on a trip or a session and Having the feeling that we want to stop because we don't want to give it back? Is that what the question is about? Yeah, that was kind of what it was,
1: you know, for 16 hours, almost 20K. And it's like, all okay, I'm going back. And it's like, do I really, I don't want to be below that for this week. Like, yeah, gotta-
4: I've definitely had the that feeling before. And really the only solution to it is to like evaluate, all right, well, have I met my hours goals? Have I... Play it as long as I wanted to. Is the game still good? Am I catching any heat? And, like, think about those things. And if the conditions are still such that you should continue playing, it's probably worth continuing to play. Um, there's, like, like, there's an argument to be made that, like, towards the tail end of a trip, you might want to um, just h- head home with a win for no other reason than for your own sanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would kind of, like, I wouldn't want to make a habit of that, though, because... Uh, it, you do that too often and all of a sudden you're going on nine hour trips to play for three hours, you know, and it, and that ends up not being all that productive.
1: Yeah, I appreciate right. that. But th- but today today is the first time out of all my time playing today is the first time that it's ever because uh, I'm usually let's go after it, and make them get rid of me. You know, that's that's the way I've always kind of played. But today was the first time that it's ever. ever's it's like well i've i've had a good week and and I've played what i've wanted to play because uh, i get I'm retired so I get a lot of hours in you know i'm i'm playing you know four or five hours a day five days a week uh at different properties so but today like i said today was the first time that i've ever had that ever had that doubt or feeling of you know, should I be doing this today? Now, once I got there and I got back in the and I was in the groove and I mean there was there was nothing, uh, didn't bother my game at all. But it was just that drive over there today. It was the first time that I had that kind of issue or question.
3: What do you think triggered that that I different have, response than four years of previous experience?
1: I have no idea. I actually well actually it's been a good I've had a really good week. It's actually this week is this week. It's been, like, incredibly easy this week. I just had a sun run where I was like, hey, it's actually been kind of a no-brainer. It really has. This week has been just, oh, my goodness.
3: Mm-hmm. You know? So do you think, like, maybe sub- subconsciously your brain's thinking, like, the, the hammer's about ready to fall or something because you've had such a good week?
1: I, th- I think so because I am I've done in this one week, I've done this one week about 25% what I did all of last year so it's like all right. you know just in this one there's been no heat no pressure I mean just been it's just been smooth sailing and it's just been and I think I think maybe you did get it I think maybe it's like wow this has just been you know and I always have that good stop loss you know I, I don't ever go out there and just I, I've never chased and I've always been able to get up and walk away when I hit that stop loss but for some reason today, it just was like, huh. But then like I said, once I got once I got there I had a good session, but it was just just that one time going over there and it's the first time it's happened in years that it's like, oh, I don't know. Hmm.
3: You could uh hear the the footsteps of the variant <laughs> variants bitch showing up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Valerie <laughs> Valerie Val- the <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
4: Yeah, but, so, but sometimes she's really nice.
3: Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> very true. <laughs> yeah, you still there, uh, Liz? Yes, I'm here.
0: Same. My phone's a little glitchy, but I can see I'm still here. Oh, you're still here? I, I thought you were offline. I don't know what was happening. acting yeah. a little wonky, but yeah, I'm here.
1: Right on. Can, can I ask a question just real quick? Uh, sure. Of you guys, sure. just what are your age ranges? I'm 48.
4: I'm Brilliant. somewhere between 21 and 99.
2: <laughs> that's an age range. All right. i uh, I'm, 20, I'm 29.
0: I will second that 21 to 99 age range. Oh. Well, basically, well, see, that's, that's what
1: I, well, that's one of the other things too, that in this game like this, there's a lot more younger guys uh, than I am because I'm 60. So it's like, it, it, and then, you know, I'm trying to relate to, uh, uh, uh,
0: socially, also, uh,
1: as opposed to just the
0: business end of it. So, allow me to ask you this: Do you think that your age helps you in a way?
1: I think my life experience helps me, okay. and the re and the reason being, I'm retired military, and then I'm retired banking, uh, and I've got I've got mu- I've got muscular dystrophy, but I've never met a person. I've never met a stranger. So. Parts of my game is I am very, very social mm. when I play. Mm. You know, I, I I flirt with all the girls. I flirt with all the dealers. You know, i I you know I introduce myself to everybody. It's like, hey, you know, I'm that guy. I'm Mike. How you doing? You know, and then and I, I usually say something like, hey, I'm Mike, but you guys won't remember that. You'll just remember I'll be referred to as that. Dipshit that didn't know how to play when you're telling <laughs> stories, you know. Um,
3: yeah, because the the deviations that you do you play, and they think you're playing it wrong, right? Oh yeah. Oh,
1: <laughs> I actually a guy actually
3: exploded
1: at me today. He exploded at me today, A young guy, uh, young Did you guy. Hit your soft
3: eighteen or something?
1: Huh? Would you hit That's a soft
3: eighteen or something?
1: I always hit my soft eighteen. you know, you know it's like bam.
3: But no, I split. Right.
1: Ten, I split tens. Oh you know, yeah, I'm on, third base, I'm on third base split tens. He 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 was he's a ploppy, but he but he was a ploppy with a lot of cash. And he was crying, and he was playing all the side bets. Table you know? captain, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly, you know. And there was a there was another guy that came up and started playing, and the guy that started playing, uh, the count was such it was uh, really negative. Uh, or not not negative is really positive actually, and uh, really positive. And he had a uh, he had a thirteen, but he had like a five card thirteen. So he wanted mm-hmm. to stand. He wanted to stand. Dealer had I I don't know. Dealer had a uh, maybe a seven showing, and the guy wanted to stand. And the old table captain, what are you doing? What are you blah, blah, blah? So the guy drew another card. Drew the card. <laughs> He busted dealer made a hand beat us all where <laughs> whereas if the guy his original play which I don't think he was counting but the original play would have would have been fine dealer would have busted and, you know it doesn't affect anybody but this guy went nuts and, went, and then I looked over to I looked over at the kid and I told him I said look don't let anybody tell you how to play you play your hand you play how you want to play and then this kid just went off on me he was like ah, rah, 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 you know which i let her i let it roll the, off you know
3: the table captain guy yeah yeah, yeah the table captain and
1: he actually left he got so disgusted he left
3: but this he is after you had split your tens right yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: because you, you mfers don't even know how to play. You know, it's like whatever. Yeah, right. But he had been crying. He had been crying for about an hour. How he can't win and how he can't get any hands, and he don't even know why he's there. You know, one of those kind of guys.
3: <laughs> then leave. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. As as the cheer went up when he walked off. Yay! Yeah. Yeah.
3: Right on. It's funny how these conversations go, and sometimes people are talking over each other, and sometimes nobody has anything to say. <laughs>
1: exactly. Well, I found I, I like listening to you guys. It's, it's really nice to uh, a little bit. And I know, uh, like you know, so you other guys, I consider myself kind of a golf pro level. You know, I'm not a big time AP, but I do well enough for myself that that's how I can support me and my family. But like I said, my thing is the thing I enjoy the most about it is talking about it, sharing the information, going over it. And it's like, hey, well, you know, I'll never tell anybody how to play. But if somebody asks me, I like to give that like little insight. And that's that that's what I that's what I like to do. Uh, and that's how I enjoy the game. I probably enjoy it more socially, but I have a I have a different I have a different goal set because being retired, I've got all that income, everything else I have is paid for and whatnot. So this is something that I can enjoy.
3: Yeah, it's a hobby that pays you a little extra, little side hustle too.
1: Well, you know, I can't find anybody to, to pay me for my true calling, you know. But who's going to pay some old guy to, you know, watch porn and eat Cheetos?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know you may be able to find an audience somewhere. There's somebody <laughs> somewhere who's into that. But
1: yeah, but that's, that's what scares me. Those guys that
3: Yeah, like, you, oh. yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, you know, going to a nude beach. Everybody you see at a nude beach, you definitely don't want to see
0: at a nude beach.
3: <laughs> yeah, good point. Uh, that's funny.
0: I really like how you said that you really enjoy the social aspect because on my last trip, I was I was able to realize that, like, it, I was having fun when I was winning, but sometimes, you know, the, those losing sessions don't feel as bad. When, you know, the table, like, everyone's like, ah, you know, we all lost or we're all happy. Yes, I'm there for a different reason. And, you know, you're mad because you lost. And I'm mad because it's like a truth three. I just raised my bed a little bit and I lost. And you're just mad because you just lost. But it's still just like, you know what, when we win and it works out, it's fun. But it's just the social aspect. It kind of just kind of makes it that much more
1: fun. Oh, you're right. Everybody, Everybody wants to have a good time (laughs) while they're at work. The hardest thing is you're playing right. You're playing as a pro. You got everybody else there doing what they're just doing, and it's hard to celebrate when you're the only one winning. You know, you're the one making those catching those big hands at the right time, and and you're winning. And you got to dial it back a bit. You don't want to gloat. You're not really gloating, you know. But it's like, all right, you know, I just crushed that one, and it played out the exact way that I knew it would. I knew that card was coming. I knew these were coming. You know. I'm I'm raising my spread. Everybody else is just betting flat. If you get two or three people, and it's like, oh yay, minimum blackjack, yay, whoopee, you know, you know, or something like that. Or there've been those times where it's been like everybody else at the table. Everybody else is crushing it, and for the three hands that you know, the three four hands that you're really shoving it out there, and you're getting the twelves and the thirteens, and
3: oh well, here it comes, you know, the deuces on the doubles. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, all right. You know, okay, I got that 11. Here comes that ace. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yay,
0: 12. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely had my fair share of those this past trip, and I definitely caught my fair share of side eyes. What the? I had a 10, and I doubled it. I think I doubled it against a 9, but it was like a true 4 or 5. So, like, I knew it was the right move, but everybody's like, you're going to double a 10? That's just crazy. And then I think the worst part is, like, I got—I really got the most— ridicule because it's, i was around like second or third base and there was someone at the end and they just like they just left there was happy that they left and they were just splitting like they would split tens against a 10 and it's like a negative two so they don't even know what they're doing they're just splitting and everybody's like oh no we got another one of them and then i was like okay but then i won like everybody else lost and i won so it's kind of like a, i know what i'm doing but i can't tell you i know what i'm doing yeah exactly you see my identity must remain mysterious and my mission secret i cannot reveal it to you why not because i would then have to kill you
4: still with us Nichols? yeah i put my mic on mute i thought i'd let you guys talk for a while i've done uh, all
3: right yeah right right Watching the, how's it, how's the Yankees game going?
4: Uh, it's 5-5 five, five in the bottom of the seventh.
3: I better not start talking baseball. This will become a baseball podcast real quick. with, uh, we, with I, mean, going here.
4: I mean, there's some, there's some parallels between baseball and blackjack. Yeah, well, what are those?
1: Yeah, you know, I just came here to hit dingers and have a good time.
4: That's about it. Like, at the plate, as a hitter in baseball, you're doing a very similar thing to what a card counter is doing. I mean, there is a physical component to it but it's the same sort of thing you're kind of just waiting for a good situation to jump on right right I mean like unless you have two strikes on you um generally your approach at the plate is like okay I'm looking for the pitch that I have the advantage on basically right right it's it's a very similar thing and um the other thing I mean there's um a little bit of terminology shared right the count
3: that's what I was just gonna say you're waiting for the count
4: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah, You get a you get a good count, and you still won't get a hit the majority of the time. But because your expected slugging percentage goes up, now the edge is shifted from the pitcher to the hitter.
3: I never thought of that. That's just like true.
4: Just like with a blackjack player, right? The count gets good enough. There's still, you as a card counter still will not win more than 50% of your hands, but because you're going to get paid three to two on blackjacks and the blackjacks became more frequent because of the density of tens and aces, you have the advantage.
3: Awesome. Now I'm going to be thinking about blackjack when I'm watching baseball, which I watch to get away from blackjack.
4: Yeah, I think it was last year. Um, a Rod was on a broadcast for one of the games, like just doing. I don't even know if he was doing color commentary, if he was, or if he was just a guest in the booth for like an inning. Right. But he's, but he like pretty specifically made a mention of like that it's similar to a blackjack player counting cards. I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. <laughs> Yeah,
2: that is kind of neat. So I have another question for you guys that just popped up. What's that? Do you guys keep an ace side count at all? If so, how do you do it? Um, I, I don't
4: personally. Um, I, I I count high-low, and high-low already reckons the aces. Yeah. So there's not really any added benefit to counting the aces. If you were using an ace-neutral count like high-op two, yeah. um, then there's a use for... An ace side count and the density of aces will impact your betting. It'll impact some playing decisions. Like if you have a density of aces, you're going to be doubling 10 versus 10 earlier.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was thinking about it and I haven't done it yet because I I'm still newer and I'm like just simplify everything and make sure you're playing correctly. But I had this thought of like keeping a decimal point as my aces. So if I'm playing double deck, it starts out at point eight, you know, and then if you the first round comes out and it's positive, it's it's plus two point seven if an if an ace comes out and that would be how I would keep the count of the aces. I'm not sure how helpful that would even be, but I was going over it in my head and I'm like yeah, that wouldn't be all that different
4: than just yeah,
2: basic high-low.
4: If you're counting high-low, about the only benefit you would see from it would be pretty rare, and that's like if you knew all of the aces were gone. Correct. If that's the situation, right. you don't even need an ace-side count to know that. Yeah. Then, you know, you probably don't have an edge because, like, most of your edge in those high-counts is coming from the fact that blackjack's paid three to two, so if – Blackjacks are impossible because there's no aces. You need a lot bigger density of tens to make the game po- positive.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you should be able to just keep track of how many aces have been played on, just in your brain. Yeah, uh, on a double deck game, pretty yeah.
1: Yeah, see, that's that's what I was gonna say is i play my double deck totally different and the reason being is and playing it different is because i've been playing it two deck pitch so long that i go if i'm counting aces i go a through h yep a through that's all you're gonna get you're gonna get eight a through h you know and it's like okay if i know c there's five left things like that the other thing is is with the with the the double deck now it's just me. I count. If I'm playing double deck, I can give you an accurate count, high, low count, either way of the total because it's only 40 40. You got 40 low, 40 high. That's it. You got 24. <laughs> and I can, I've, I've been doing double deck so long that I can tell you exactly what. You know, okay, you got 12 high, there's been 12 high and 26 low played. I mean, that's exactly how I, but that's just me. I don't, I don't, I don't recommend that for anybody, but that's just how my brain works and how and that, I, how, how I've learned it.
3: I think adding the, the decimal might, would that interfere with, with your uh, true count conversion there, Lids?
2: Yeah. And that's part of the reason why I haven't tried it yet is I'm like, just, you know, I'd prefer to be dead on on my regular high low than to lose the, potentially lose the count while I'm doing, you know, either updating the running count or converting to true count. Another number in there could cause me some confusion if I got more distractions. And so that's part of the reason why I haven't implemented it yet.
1: Well, the other thing too is the other thing on it depends on how much they're watching you. There's only, if you're playing, if you're playing double deck, there's only eight of them. Yeah. So, so pull off eight, pull off eight chips. You know, yeah. yeah, Pull off, pull off eight checks and just shift them around.
3: Yeah, you know? okay. I yeah. wouldn't recommend that. Well, it depends. Like you said, it depends on how much they're watching you. But that's yeah, That's yeah. a people pill. Play, people play with their chips all the time,
1: though. And if there's only yeah. if there's only eight, you know, if you're only yeah. messing around with eight chips, I don't, I don't know how big a deal that would be to be watched. I mean, I that's just that's just. You know my opinion i don't i don't know how, how much it would be watching you
3: with- i guess it depends exactly what you're doing with the eight If like stacking like say one ace is gone and you just play with seven set one aside or however, however you're doing it that might be a little obvious but if you have some other thing that looks that stays more natural like you're just playing with them yeah but you but you know what it means yeah maybe then but i just there's no like he said there's only eight you can keep track of that easily yeah in your brain if you're like nickel said high low accounts for that anyway yeah I'm sure as I play more, it will become more second nature too. To just be like,
2: "Yep, yeah, there was two aces played, and then here's my here's my count right now." Right. Uh, with more experience, it'll probably
1: be more automatic. Or if you, or you could be like me, and you're playing double deck pitch. You get two aces, you split them, and guess what? You get two more aces. It's <laughs> 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 only right. Yeah, no, that's happened to me several times. <laughs> it's like, uh, all right, I'm against the three. I got two aces. Let's split them up. Oh, great, two more aces. You know, there's I got four of them right here. There's only eight up yeah. of them. Four right there against the three and still get burned. He makes a eighteen. Son. Of <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds about right.
1: Or another here's just on the opposite end of that. And I was telling Mike, best shoe I ever had. Best five hands was a two deck pitch. Two deck pitch. My first. I'm sitting right in the middle of the table, full table, right in the middle of the table. My buddy Cut, I said, "Hey, I believe in your cut." Put out a put out a, a five unit, put out a five unit bet. Uh, <clears throat> my first three hands were blackjacks.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: First three hands. After the first one, everybody's like, "Yay!" Second one, "Yay!" Third one. Oh yeah, because they're like, oh, we're not going to get any. But out of out of, because it, it's a full table playing two deck, five hands. First three hands were blackjacks. The fourth <clears throat> hand was two fives against the five. I pulled the ace. The last hand was two queens against the seven. And my buddy's like, "Well, what are you going to do for me?" And it was like, "Well, I'll take you to dinner." So <laughs> I ended up taking to like uh, the equivalent of uh, uh, sliders, you know.
3: <laughs> Anybody have anything fun happen in the AP role recently?
4: Um, <laughs> fine, define fun. I don't. I don't think there's a lot Inter- of fun going on.
1: Interesting. Just besides the table captain getting off crying and leaving. Uh, that, yeah, that's <laughs> fun.
4: <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I I guess here's a goofy one it's from a while ago but I I don't know I don't know that we've uh, spoken since this happened um this was like in October of last year so so let me start off with the weird part, right? So I got a hand pay for it, it was a little north of twenty thousand, and all I had was a pair of fours, which is not a paying hand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I've got this really weird picture where you know I'm playing nine six jacks or better. I and I held two fours, got nothing, and then it says jackpot twenty two thousand and something. What? Uh, a little strange. Yeah. But so what it was, though, is just um, there was this casino wide progressive that could hit on any of the machines at any time. Right. And I happened to be playing at a pretty slow hour with a point multiplier that made the nine six jacks a little bit positive, And that progressive happened to hit on my machine. But it's just a really strange thing to have nothing but a pair of fours on a video poker machine and be getting paid a five figure jackpot
3: that's nice
4: cool <laughs> very nice I'll, I'll send the picture to you at some point it's uh right on. just just because it's such a weird thing <laughs> yeah that,
3: you should ask bob dancer how, how would you play that hand <laughs> or, or, or i don't know since he's the video poker guy you should probably send him that picture he might be interested in that just from the oddity because you like how you said how weird it is
4: yeah it's just a strange thing it's not often that you're getting paid on a non-paying hand spare fours and
3: and jacks are better (laughs)
4: yeah
3: yeah those are not jacks but you did better
4: and it's only a dollar game too so like the highest pay is a is four thousand for a royal flush? So there's a hand pay for more than on um, the highest thing on the pay table, and it's a non-paying hand. And it's like I don't know. It's just a really strange image. So
3: did you did you think there was a like malfunction or something?
4: Well, like, I, I was aware of that progressive, and that's part of why I was playing. Is like I was looking at that and thinking there was a chance I had an edge just on that. Right. But you know, I had the cushion of knowing I have an edge with the point multiplier. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take going to take a shot it's a dollar game even you know if i run bad on dollar nine six jacks it's not going to break me so and, mm-hmm. and again i had an edge on the point multiplier so like i, I was thinking about of that anyways so i was kind of aware of it but then when it hit like i didn't understand what happened for like a few seconds right like i hold a pair of fours get nothing and the machine locks up and starts playing the music da 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 Dun, 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 dun. and i'm just really confused for a few seconds until i look at like the big screen in the center of the casino that shows the progressives reset and i'm like oh oh now i see what happened
3: nice <laughs> oh, geez. i can take the rest of the, rest of the week off <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: i
2: did uh i actually have one last question if it's not too much guys now that i'm thinking about it you bring sure, go for it. Yeah, well, I've got you guys. What's your opinion on um, the lucky ladies side bet? Um, Exploitable, but high variance.
4: It, my opinion on it with regards to what exactly?
2: So, from what I've heard and uh, just some things I've seen online, it, it it appears it it's one of the few side bets that's beatable.
3: Yeah, six, six, six and a half, I think. Yeah, like
4: it, well, it's one of the... F- View that correlates with high-low, yeah.
3: Correct. And so
2: uh, my question would be in regards to is there a specific true count that that would be advantageous to place the better
4: ladies? So I think Mike just mentioned it about 6.5. Okay. That's when it becomes plus EV if you're just counting high-low. Here's sort of the knock against it, though, is... Much like video poker, it has a very top-heavy pay table. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and what that means is that a lot of the return, and, and therefore a lot of your edge, is tied up in getting the top payout, which is the two queen of hearts and a dealer blackjack. Correct. Right? Or, or even just the two queen of hearts is rare enough in itself yeah so it's going to take a long time to reach the long run right it's going to take a long time to sort of realize your edge most likely i mean you could just get the two queen of hearts and a deal of blackjack the first time you ever bet it that's possible sure definitely you could also go your whole life only playing at tables with that bet available always betting it when it's positive and never hit it yeah and if that's the case you are to be a pretty big loser on that game long term
0: Correct. i've
3: got it like 10 times but with the blackjack and i don't know how many times without and most of the time i have no money on it and the right. table the table goes ballistic
4: <laughs> I've, right. you know I mean? um and that, and that's the thing is like it's not just yeah. rounds of blackjack that you play with that bet available it's rounds of blackjack that you play with money yeah. on the bet where the bet is positive Good. Yeah. Uh, and the pivot point changes if you're like keeping a side count of queen of hearts or even just of queens uh-huh. so so like it so if you're going to look into playing it you might want to consider um say it's a double deck game um uh, keeping an eye on the queen of hearts right so then you know maybe the two queen of hearts come out on the first round but deeper into the two decks you've got You know, a true seven, let's say, but it's no longer possible to hit the top payout. So, yeah, probably not wise to place the bet.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, here's another thing to consider. It's very likely that the attention you get from that payout, they're going to review, you know, when you get that pay, usually when anybody wins that, the table usually shuts down like 25 to 45 minutes to an hour and they review and tape. So all your plays are going to be reviewed and you may get antennas up just when you do hit that so you may lose that shot it's my point did anybody hear me
1: no you, <laughs> so you must have said something brilliant
3: no i no i was just okay i'll restate it i don't know what Got recorded? I I just thought someone muted their their mic, but yeah, it was silent for me too. I was just saying that basically that I know a guy who used to play at this shop in the Seattle market that is notoriously very 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 tolerant, and he was it was his local too, and he was just abusing them on the blackjack table pretty much. They were taking his action, and then he hit that lucky lady's bet. He did not have a dealer blackjack; but he had a hundred dollar bet, so you know that was enough to get their attention. He got backed off his next trip, I think. Mm. at this well, shop it, so it adds it adds scrutiny because you know they shut the table down when that happens from anywhere from 20 to 20 minutes to an hour to review tape and verify it <laughs> on one of those so all your plays going to be noted and you could put a, a flag on you so well there's that I
1: can, I can verify that uh four years ago four years ago before i started playing my wife and i were at a local property and they had this it's blazing sevens yeah, which is which is a side bet progressive mm-hmm. and it's just a red chip bet. But if you get three seven of diamonds you're two and the dealers up seven of diamonds, it p- plays the progressive. I'm playing. My wife usually plays slots. She comes over. Oh, I want to play guys. So I gave her some money. So, OK. Sit here and play, and she starts playing them. And as soon as she starts playing them, I look over and I say, do not play the side bet. Don't. It's a a scam. Don't do it. Four hands later, she hits it for (laughs)
4: $154,000.
1: They go to review all the tape. It took an hour and 15 minutes to get paid. They take taxes. They do all of that because it's the progressive. They shut down the table everybody's ticked off, you know? So it's like, ah, yeah.
3: Did she remind you that you told her not to play oh, that?
1: Oh, every day, every day when I go, <laughs> every day. Uh, then, then uh, Mike, you know, I, I was in that tournament in January
2: mm-hmm. right.
1: and it was, and it was um, 150,000 uh, play money for first and 100 or 75,000 play money for second and it's the only tournament that I've ever been in where they had a side bet of match the dealer which is a, a side bet any one of your up cards matches the dealer
3: mm-hmm. up card like spanish like a spanish bet yeah you know and if
1: it, it, it just if just a you know a 10 and a 10 and a 10 match it's 4 to 1 but if it's a suited match it's 10 to 1 mm Mm-hmm. Uh, If it's uh, a pair suited, trips, trip suited, it's 20 to one.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm at the last table of this tournament. I am leading the tournament. And on the very last hand, you got a max bet you can do on the side bet. So I max bet it. I got all my chips in my hand. I get a queen of clubs and a 10 of diamonds. The guy that's in second place gets a queen of spades and a seven. The dealer's up card Queen of Spades. Oh no. <laughs> he maxed it. He got paid a hundred thousand dollars chips on his side bet, and that's the only it, it took me from first place hundred and fifty thousand to second place seventy five thousand. Man on that one and it's the only tournament I've ever been in where they've done the side bet.
3: So you were gonna win the tournament?
1: I would have been yeah. yeah, I was I was ahead and he barely beat me, even on the chip camp. He won a hundred thousand and he only beat me by about twenty grand.
3: What was the first place pay on the tournament? 150000
1: hundred and fifty thousand. Wow. In, <laughs> but well, but it was a hundred and fifty thousand in casino chip. Oh, well, still. But you had so it was a hundred and fifty, second place was seventy-five. And it was like, you gotta be kidding me. And we both hit the match. It just my match paid four to one. His match paid uh 10 to 1, and he got 100,000, and I only got 40. And I had such a big chip lead on him that he still got me by 20. But if if he wouldn't have hit that 100, I would have just crushed him.
3: So uh, the curiosity about the casino chips. So are they like the type of casino chips where you take them to a, a live table and yeah. So ba- it's a free play. It's like a free play coupon. Basically.
1: Yeah. They get basically what they did is they gave me 75,000. They gave me 75,000 in chips
3: mm-hmm. in hundred dollar increment. No, oh, that's what it worked out to <laughs> you.
1: Yeah, well, they wouldn't give me, I want, I'm like, give me, give me five to a thousand. I don't want these hundred dollar and you have to, Get them at this property, you had to get them that day. So, as soon as the term is over, they march down to the cage, they have all the play money, and then you get to go to the tables and you play it.
3: But you you played that day?
1: You, no, you didn't have to play it all that day. But who wants to carry around, you know, a <laughs> yeah. uh, pocketbook full of chips? So, I actually ended up spending the weekend and I turned that 75000 play money. Into about twenty six thousand actual cash.
0: Nice, you know.
1: And when you win the bet, when you win the bet, they just they take the chip from you and they pay you in real chip after that. So you go to, you go to a table, you put your dummy chips down for your wager. If you win, yeah, they right. Scrape, they scrape your wager and pay you out. It's four one, and, right? and they take it on a
3: push as well. No, on a
1: uh, no, they do not on a push. Okay. Mm-hmm. They leave it on a push.
3: That's and significantly in in a, different. Yeah, that's in, great.
1: And another, one of my things, I don't do it very often. I don't do it very often. But on occasion, uh, just for cover, and I actually happened to have it this week, was on the match dealer after I get a blackjack. If I get a pretty healthy blackjack, I may bet the side bets on on the next hand. You know, that's when I Throw out my dealer toke. It's like, okay, here's one for you for that hand. Here's Have this, mm-hmm. and and I did it, and it was a five unit bet. I was up pretty good. I've had a five unit bet, and and I won, so I put it on the side bet, and I hit it. Trip three of clubs. So all of a sudden, I went from I went from trying not to be noticed to I'm getting paid twenty to one on a five unit. You know. Yeah. It's like oh crap. I didn't need this. But you know, everybody goes side. Now, on that side bet it's not big enough. They don't stop play or anything, but they call they call somebody over, you know, because heck, you know, you just won ten K on a side bet.
3: Have you ran the numbers on your idea of after the blackjack doing a toke and uh your 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 side bet? Have you read the I, numbers on that?
1: I don't do it enough to run the numbers. Because I don't do it every time, I only do it mm-hmm. once in a while, only once in a while, and like i said when I, when I talked a little bit earlier mm-hmm. my my play isn't so much to say at the level that you're at, or, or you young guys where it's like so in my game and my what I'm getting from my e v and a v is it's okay for me to do that it, it doesn't bo- it doesn't bother me to it it doesn't affect my overall uh, goals, not enough to significantly do it. I would not recommend it, but like I said, I do it, and it's part more of the social aspect of it for me, mm-hmm. you know, to maybe not have so much attention. Maybe it looks like a little more cover and things like that because it's just some some old guy, okay, he's tipping, and he's doing that because in my play, I do my – I qualify my play to include the occasional gratuity for dealers because if mm-hmm. I like dealers and things like that they may give me a little give me a little leeway right and i do it you know for the guy because i've got my muscular dystrophy i use the valet so you know those guys are there every day and i get to know their name they get to know me so i tip them any of the wait staff that are bringing something i tip them you know but my play and how I'm comfortable with it includes all of that extra. So because mm. because every AP out there, it's like, look, man, you're giving away your money. You're giving away, you know, you're giving away your advantage. You're giving away. Well, yes, I am. And if I was telling somebody, I would probably tell them, don't do as I do, do as I say.
3: Right, right. But but
1: for my game and my part of the and this and is your goal. Up, yeah, yeah, this is this is where you and i have talked where i'm a little bit different i've got a different perspective i want to i want to be that i'm that social player that wants to be that very best social player that they can be and i want to help people that maybe don't have that goal of being a full-time ap but those people that want to go on a weekend and play and go with their buddies and hey we're going down there. We're gonna go play some golf. We're gonna go play some cards. We're gonna go do this. I want to help those guys have a successful weekend,
3: not lose their ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they could lose their ass counting cards too, though. Exactly. But yeah, I, I hear. I hear what you're saying, though. So, quite
4: more on the golf course, quite honestly.
3: Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I had a question that sprung up, Mike Michael. Yeah. Um, so when you were playing with those that. Amount of casino promo promo chips. Yeah, do you think if you were you? Do you think they added cover like you could just spread like crazy, and they just think this is a guy playing? You know, this guy's just trying to unload these promo chips because he won in the tournament.
1: Yes, I think that I think that uh, I think that they were they were doing that. You know, just the guy trying to make. Because the other thing that I would do that I would normally do is not only the bet. I did throw. I did uh, when I did win some cash on occasion. I did bet some of it on a side bet, right? And the reason being, and I mean, it's like it's playing taking pure cash and kind of throwing it away. But I was maximizing, it, and I had a big hit. I had a big hit on one of them. You know, I was I was playing and doing table max, so you can, you know you got five k. And that was, you know, which kind of ticked me off because that was even in their higher limit room. It's like I'm doing going to bet a 5K mm-hmm. hit, and I got a 5K hit, and it was a blackjack, so they converted to 7500 you know, so I got that cash, and then I did max out the side bet, and it paid four to one. So I got another two grand on the side bet on the next hand. Nice. Which was different than if I would have just continued to max out uh the blackjack. But yeah, when when they're doing that, when you're my feeling was it was just one big party and they didn't care. It was just somebody, you know, uh throwing away throwing away the chip uh you know, trying to trying to get as much as they because the guy that actually won that I the guy that actually won, he may have converted his hundred and fifty I while uh we were playing, he may he may have walked with 10 maybe
3: mm-hmm.
1: because he just he was just max betting max betting max betting this guy he was not counting he was not he, it, it was like the ultimate floppy never seen he should have been like
3: playing a, a a game like baccarat that had a higher single hand
1: exactly hand exactly and
3: then blackjack you know it's we you, you know i don't have to explain to you guys how blackjack works and we'll, but yeah uh well, yeah, that's, that's that, what I would have done if I was him.
1: That's exactly where I started. That's what I was going to do. I, was I think going, we may have
3: talked about that, did we? Yeah,
1: I, yeah, I was going to go to the back rock table, mini I was going to mm. go to mini-bock and play that. But, you know, they did want to take the uh, uh, commission out of it. It's like, you're going to penalize me on, you know.
3: Bet the player.
1: You know, you're going to you're going to penalize me if I, if I bet this. Because mm-hmm. the edge is for the banker, and I usually run with banker. But it's like you're going to penalize me on money, and, ta- and and one of the tables was full, so I'm like, nah, I don't want to put up with us. Or the, so, path, the path line would have been a good bet for that I, purpose. I don't think I don't think they let you take it to any of the in any any of those. Okay, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I didn't ask because I was focused on cards.
3: Yeah, so, and you're and you're a blackjack player, so yeah, you know, yeah. I was talking mainly for the other guy that wasn't counting or anything. That his chances of winning one individual hand betting high like that are greater on another table.
1: Oh yeah, That's yeah. If I what walked, you were doing? Yeah, yeah if I could have walked in and thrown it all on, uh, you know, a uh, baccarat, I would. You know, I might have contemplated that. It's like, hey, let's, you know, got a 48.5%. Let's do it. Bay hey. <laughs>
3: Plus you can brush up in her Mandarin while you're playing Baccarat usually. <laughs>
1: uh, <yeah.
3: laughs> sorry. if That sounded racist. <laughs> okay. I'm not sorry. <laughs> well, so those, those are my fun stories about what's happened
1: on the, and, and I was actually going to say those, the, the, use that as the fun story, but it happened to tie in with that question about the, uh, the queen side bet.
3: Sweet. Has anybody, uh, you've been quiet for a while there. Uh, uh, man, I forgot your name. <laughs> the guy that was fishing. <laughs> you there? Yeah. Oh, maybe you left. <laughs> yeah, he's there. J- Jawbreaker. Sorry, man. I forgot your name for a second.
0: <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, yeah, uh, recently the two biggest stories one, like I kind of said earlier, when I was playing with another AP and, you know, kind of just getting a chance to evaluate my game. Cause I'm kind of at that level to where, like, if I do the test out on DJ, like, I'm, I'm getting like 99 to 100, and like the only time I really mess up is like uh it's a true three and I deck estimated off by like two cars, so it's like the same thing. Right. So you know that one it was kind of just like confirmation, but you know still kind of have a good time for us to be up there and we're just sitting there passing the count. We're talking and like he he there's one time I remember he like doubled and he asked for it face down. I think he had like 11, so the dealer had like 19. He's like, what do you think that it is? A four or five? We're sitting there passing the count, and everybody's like, well, why would you hope it's a four or five? I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, no, no. So you know, we're just laughing that out. And then, um, fun story: I almost got into a fight over a slot machine. So that was kind of fun. Do tell. So um, I'm not gonna drop the name of it. It was one of the ones that's like very well known. Like almost, you know, regular people know this one. There's nothing special about it. Um, right. So, I see it, and I I see two people scoping it out. So, I, like, anytime I do try to, you know, go for a machine, I'll get into a spot where they do not see me. Because, you know, if you see somebody, you know, okay, I got to get a little bit closer. They they plan for you. So, the dude doesn't see me. They don't see me. So, when people get up and leave the machine, I'm kind of like just casually walking, and I sit down. Well, one dude is living. He's not happy that I beat him to the machine. He gets mad. He starts cussing. I'm like, bro, calm down. Like, I just beat you to it. It is what it is. And then he kind of like tries to push me away from the machine. Like, from the machine. And at that point, I lost it because, like, why are you putting your hands on me? Right. So, like, it's to the point where I'm like, I don't even care about the machine anymore. Now it's like, me and you are going to throw hands because you have no reason to touch me. And he, once he kind of saw my demeanor switch, then he quickly kind of like went into retreat mode Was like, oh, no, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have done that. He, he's still cussing. You know, mm-hmm. you, you don't even have any real money. And I was like, okay, watch this. Uh, at that point, I didn't even have a reason to. But I just like put in like two or three hundred into the machine just to piss him off, just out of spike. So he's getting mad. And then I end up hitting the jackpot. But when I hit it, I hit it for like maybe, I probably lost like $30 on the machine. Right. Even then, it's not bad. At that point, I was just more happy that I beat him to the machine because of the big deal he made out of it. So I was like, you know what? $30 isn't that bad. But like, I kept seeing him in the casino and like, he would just like walk by and say something under his breath and me being petty. Oh yeah. Guess what? I won. Shut the fuck up. F you. Screw you. I won. Screw you. You know, this one I'm going to be petty because you shouldn't have touched me. And why are you like, you shouldn't be trying to make these smart remarks. So like it's, it's part of, it's part of the chase. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. You just have to lose this one. Do you think so, that
3: maybe, you know, in hindsight, just let him be an asshole because you're just drawing attention to yourself, right? For your AP at that gate, at that, at that joint.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, when I, when I was looking back at it, I definitely thought about it. I was like, ah, I kind of should just let him do it. But at the same time, um, this, this was one of those machines where it was, it wasn't like a, a machine where few people know it and they're like, okay, you know, like every, this is a machine that like random people just walks by and they kind of like grab, I, I I'm kind of tempted to say the name of it, but um, I'm gonna I'm, I'm just withhold it. Yeah, I'd leave like, it at that. Yeah. It, it was one that like you would just randomly see people walk by and like tap the machine to see if it was like ready to hit and then walk off. Um, so so that's why I wasn't really too worried about it, just because I'm like everyone knows this machine, they know what it is. Um, somebody would probably just think that I was just like randomly just beat them to the machine, but um, that's one thing I've learned. Through this whole thing, like controlling your emotions through the highs, the lows, the goods, the bad, you know, yeah. kind of everything, because um, yeah, so that, that was definitely my hardest challenge when I first started. <laughs> the emotional aspect to it,
3: because what's worth more—the uh, EV that you may generate from that place—are getting trespassed because you get, you get in a fist fight with this jackass, right? I mean, you know what what's worth more to you?
0: What or costs more? Yeah, so that that's yeah, cost
3: saying. more is another way to put it. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I've been getting better. Um, I I had two really good people who were, like, kind of above me when I first started. Uh, One of them from Discord, and, you know, obviously I'm not going to name drop. And then the other one uh, is the dude who I had met up at the casino. So they they both have been really good at, like, helping, like, kind of see the other aspect of it towards, like, the the emotional aspect will probably do more damage than anything else.
3: Yeah, for sure.
0: Absolutely. but, you know, I kind of had to, uh, I haven't balancing that out. That that point, it was just in the moments where, like you said, in, in hindsight, where I caught myself but at the moment, I was just like, who are you to like randomly text me?
3: Right. We're all human. I, I get it. But still.
0: Yeah.
3: We're there to work, right? So we got to act like we're at work and you wouldn't like punch somebody at work. If you're, at, you say you had a nine to five job or something,
0: <laughs>
3: you know what I'm saying? Is it worth your job? You
0: know. Right. And that's what's really, uh, that's really been like my overall takeaway. Cause like every, um, like I said, I had two, two early on mentors who really been helping me. And one of them kind of like, they kind of recommended I like log every session. Good, bad, you know, what I took away, what I liked, what I didn't like, um, emotional state, tired, you know, all that good stuff. So, uh, when, yeah. I, like, when I went back and like wrote it down, um, I was like, yes. I didn't really win any money and, you know, the experience was kind of new, but I I try to look at everything as a positive situation where I was like, you know what? Yes, I did that wrong. Yes, I did it. But at least I got the positive situation of now I know what to do. Now, it's yes, it didn't escalate as fast as it didn't escalate as much, but like I very well could have. it, It could be if it was later on in the future, it could have been a much bigger machine where I could have lost a much bigger jackpot because of that quick reaction time. Right. So, you know what, if you're if you're if you're gonna make the mistake, make it when it costs you very little.
3: Right. Make it at the at the red chip level, so to speak. All right. When you're learning learning the ropes. Yeah, so does we've been uh, talking for hundred and two minutes here. So does anybody have anything else they want to put out there before we call it? And, I, and my baseball game's starting. So <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm and, and that's an extra innings. Oh yeah. you that's why you've been quiet. You said, I'm going to let you guys talk.
4: (laughs) Well, there there is truth to that. I felt like I did a lot of talking in the first half.
3: I know. I was just giving you a hard time. Uh, Well, there was only a couple of us here for a while. (laughs) Well, I
1: appreciate appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to share with you. Uh, And you can reach out to me through uh, through, uh, uh, the Tens and Aces. I'm always on there.
3: On the Uh, Facebook page, you mean?
1: Yeah, on the Facebook page. I'm always on there.
3: You can go ahead and plug your your own Facebook page if you want, Mike.
1: Oh, your, mine's just hard twelve blackjack. All right. Uh, you know, it's it's just hard twelve blackjack. It's the same kind of thing uh, that that I really want to promote uh, positive uh, interaction. I don't I don't like the troll. Uh, we we had a guy that was trolling. And, oh God. You know, this guy. Uh, not to make any associations with. Uh, uh, a BGA, BJA, but he was always just bad mouthing it. Always, always,
3: constant, 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 everything. And, uh, and it's
1: like, so finally, I had to, I had to look, and I gave him every benefit of the doubt.
3: Me too. And I, it's like,
1: you look, dude, know I know who you're talking about too. I said, I got to let you go. And the guy's <laughs> actually, you know, he's not a bad guy. Just. You know, he's just so
3: dumbass, so
1: opinionated.
3: He's a, he's a doctor. Yeah. He's the orthopedic. orthopedic. <laughs> yeah. It's that guy. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. But,
1: but he, but he has written a book, you know, and he does know some of the statistical stuff and, you know, and I, and I kind of tend to agree with some of it in regards to hand shuffling. He's, he's really big on clumping, uh, but I don't want to give him any more recognition, uh, than that because it's just, you know, I think, I think the, uh, I think the community uh, that's that is the one thing that I found about the community is there's not enough patience or tolerance. You know, everybody thinks they know best and they want to try to convince everybody that they know best and their way is the way. And yeah, uh, mm-hmm. for for you guys starting out or for any of the listeners that are starting out kind kind of like I said, you know, you got you got to make your own journey, you got to do your own path. And don't let anybody you know bully you or be a, a table captain, you know
3: it's that just... guy I oh, sorry, I don't mean to talk on you no, go uh, ahead that guy that you're talk that you're referring to there, michael he's he was uh, talking about Colin Jones and saying how Colin Jones is teaching people how to play Blackjack from, you know, not, not today's game. And I said, do you do know he wrote a book called 21st century card counter, right?
1: Exactly.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I just got done reading that. Actually. I finished it about a week ago. He's like, he's playing, he's, he's talking about uh, the way people used to be Blackjack. And I was like, man, and he has all this voodoo clumping stuff, which, you know, there is some validity to some of that, but not what he's talking about. There's, you know, shuffle trackings of real, a sequencing is real, all that kind of thing. But that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about some voodoo, you know, machine that, that goes on beast mode or whatever the hell he's talking about. I don't know.
1: Exactly. You know, they, yeah they're programming it in to to, yeah. the, to specific and it's like, how are they gonna know if one guy's at the table or six guys are at the table or gals or whatever. It's like when he's trying to get go
3: past the cut Yeah, right. You know, uh, so
1: it's just it's just stuff like that, but I really appreciate talking with you guys today, and and I've learned a lot. And and, and like I said, uh, if you ever uh, uh, get in the Ohio Valley, let me know or something. And uh, like I said, I think uh, and uh, I want to thank you, uh, AP Mike, uh, Mike AP, because uh, uh, I think your your podcast is doing great and doing a great service for the for the community. I really I haven't
3: put one out since. January twentieth. Yeah, or since you like
1: and that. I talked, I thought I killed it.
3: <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think that I even put yours out, have I?
1: No, that's that's no. what I said. I, think you <laughs> killed, I killed it. I am so freaking dull. I killed the podcast. No, now, there's
3: like five or six after you that I just yeah. haven't got done yet. But uh, no,
1: you, you're doing a tremendous, doing a tremendous job in supporting the community, and uh, I I always appreciate it. And, well, again, and, that's yeah.
3: what that's why I'm doing this is because this is easy to edit. Cause all I'm going to do, I'm just going to listen through it. And then anything that I, that somebody said, I might be uh, bleep out names and stuff like that, but it's not going to take 10 hours. It's going to take an hour or whatever to go through it. It'll be easy, easy breezy. Uh, and it's just, you know, a couple guys talking shop or four guys, five guys talking shop. So,
1: well, I hope you guys get all kinds of sunruns and good cards.
3: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for uh, coming in the chat, fellas. And we'll see Appreciate you all it. down the <clears throat> yeah appreciate
2: your time guys have a good one all right be safe everybody all right later later later
3: hasta la vista
2: it's classified it's what It's classified I could tell you but then I'd have to kill you
1: if I told you that I'd have to kill you
2: Oh I could
3: tell you But then I'd have to kill you
0: <laughs> if I told you I'd have to kill you and it looks
4: like you've had enough trauma for one night
0: I could tell you but then I have to kill you
4: I tell you but then I'd have to kill you. <laughs>
2: if
4: I told you, I'd have to kill you. Well, if I told you, I'd, I'd have to kill you. Oh, that's original. If I told you that, I'm afraid I'd have
0: to kill you.
3: <laughs> if I told you that, I'm afraid I'd have to kill you.
0: I'd like to see you try.
3: You see, my identity must remain mysterious
1: and my mission secret. I cannot reveal it to you. Why not? Because I would then have to kill you. Well, I can't tell you that.
0: Otherwise, I'd have to kill you.
4: <laughs> well, I could tell you, but I would have to kill you. Well, I could tell you that, Albert Stram. But then I'd have to kill you. <laughs> Who the hell was that? I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. If I told you, I'd have to kill you.
1: I could tell you Victoria's secret, but then I'd have to kill you.
0: It's a secret. If I told you, I'd have to kill you. And they
1: wanted to know which of the secrets most impressed you. I would, uh, I would tell you, but I'd have to kill you. Right.
0: So.
4: <laughs> well, perhaps you're referring to my license to kill.
0: Revoked. Problems at the Kazakhstan border. I could give you the details, but then I'd have to kill you, which I can't do because my license to kill has been revoked.
2: Classified. Top secret. and Have to kill me if you told me. Blah, blah, blah.